Good morning, everybody. Some would ask me, some have asked me, why on earth would I want to do jiu-jitsu? Put my body through that strain and what if you have a heart attack? And what if you get seriously injured? What if your chest caves in? Well, I'm going to answer those questions this morning. I'm super, super, super pumped. Um, and uh, we're going to get into that here in a minute. Just a couple people I want to talk about first. Um, I would like to thank my donor. And, you know, I think in passing sometimes I, I when I say, I try to say at the beginning of every podcast, the end of every podcast, and, and I do mention it on my page and I mention it when I'm talking to other people, um, none of this, none of this happens without my donor. And when you think of the, the alternative and the, the, the decision and how hard it would be when one of your family members has passed away or is about to pass away or has brain damage or was in a serious car accident. It's, it's such a horrible time to make a decision like that. Some people make the decision before by signing a, a donor card, by discussing it with their family. You know, these are all, these are great things to do. If you want to be an organ donor, discuss it with your family. But this I can tell you. If you decide to be an organ donor, and if you decide that when you die, you want others to live on, as simple as, you know, skin tissue. Um, you know, they're, I mean, they're doing, they're doing um, uteruses now for women, so other women can have babies. You know, pancreas, heart, one lung, two lung kidney, liver, eyes. Uh, they've done a face one. I'm not sure the face, uh, face one lasts for a while, but imagine like a firefighter or electrician or uh, you know, somebody gets chemicals on their face or something like that. Now all of a sudden they can get this, this new face so they can get it repaired because somebody made the selfless decision to become an organ and tissue donor. So very, very... Uh, very, very important for me being here. You know, none of this would be possible without my donor. And that's in a huge way. And I'd like to, again, send a shout out to Nevin. I mean, this kid is tough. He's um, he's really having a rough go with the chemo. Um, and he's got spiked fevers. He's got the chemo sores in his mouth. He's getting bloody noses. He's still fighting. Yesterday, he even cracked a smile from what I read on the, on the page there. I will, I will post that in uh, the comments at the end. Um, and if anybody's, you know, Nevin, keep it up, man. You're, you're, just, a, you're just a champion, you know. Good for you. What an example. 
12 years old to set for everybody else around him on on how to stay positive and, and stay fighting. And I think when you're that sick and you're down in the dumps, if you're still willing to go the next round, regardless of what you're saying in between the ne- between those rounds, you're positive. If, if you're going to continue to fight and you're doing whatever you can, yeah, sure, you're going to have things to say because your body's in absolute turmoil and so is your mind, then you're positive. So if you're going in for surgery today or tomorrow or next week and you know it's going to suck and you're doing it anyway, you're positive, you're awesome, and you're a hero to me because you're teaching somebody that sometimes things have to be done. Even though you don't want to do them, you got to do them. And that's, that's the way I think this life goes. And, and con- you know, congrats and good on you for doing that stuff. You know, and, and being able to, to show others true strength, mind over matter, you know, um, awesome. It's just awesome. So I'm really pumped up. I've had a really, really good week. I've had so many great things happen to me, all because th- this person gave me this heart. I've been able to experience all these things. And uh, um, I'm just I'm just absolutely pumped about this. Um and the, 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 I may do another another podcast on, on, on this one yet again because I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to forget things because uh, I'm so excited about this. So let's get into this. Um, on Monday, I sent... You know, there's a lot of people out there who... And I... I don't mind saying this. There's a lot of people out there that use Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I think. I'm on Twitter, but I have no idea what I'm doing. i got to get one of my kids to show me what, what the heck I'm supposed to be doing on Twitter. They, they, use, it, they use it as a negative. And, um, you know, the, the negative comments and the negative this and negative that. What, whatever, half at it. I, I know politically, I used to follow all whole bunch of stuff politically and i don't i don't follow most of them anymore i mean i follow a couple just to try and stay in but i don't even read them anymore (laughs) um jujitsu wise speaking uh powerlifting speaking because my wife is into powerlifting and i've got jujitsu people i follow i have athletes that i i follow and i you know i I walk because or I, I watch them along their journey. Uh, there's some kids that tr- uh, follow every heart transplant, kidney transplant, lung transplant person I find. I follow them because I'm always interested to see how people are doing with, with things. So on Monday, I have been really missing jujitsu. And when I was at my appointment last week, my doctor said to me, uh, why aren't you doing martial arts anymore? And I said to him, well, first off, I keep getting my butt kicked. Uh, which is fine. With that comes injuries, which again is, is fine. One of the comments I've made before about the injuries that I got in jujitsu was at least I earned them. Yeah, you know, the bruises. Y'all know how many bruises we get from needles. You know how many bruises we get from yeah the IVs and the surgeries and the scars and everything else. Y'all are very very familiar with that, right? So. Um, you know, it was nice to finally be getting bruises and cuts and scrapes and everything else from 
something that I had that I had actually, you know, deserved. Um, something that I had worked for, I guess. Um, so what what my doctor said to me was, well, we'll just stop getting hurt then. Uh, sounds simple enough. I don't think it is that simple in jiu-jitsu, especially I, I'm a bigger guy. Um, my weight's come off. I think I've lost. Um, I actually, I don't know what I've lost. Because uh, I've put on some muscle too. So they have a density machine down at um, Eastlink. And the lady I've got coming on on Friday, uh, she knows about that machine. What I might do is I'm, I might get a video of me going down and, and uh, doing a density test for everybody to see. I don't know if that's interesting or not, but um, I, I think it'd be a better way to track kind of what I'm doing. Anyway, I digress. So um, when I, on Monday, I found these two jiu-jitsu pages on Facebook. And of course, they just popped up in the, hey, you should check these out screen, right? And I usually don't pay any attention to them, but lately they've been getting really good because uh, I, I think they follow what we're into. So I've gotten all kinds of elk hunting and all sorts of hunting and shooting and archery and, and powerlifting and fitness and all that sort of stuff. And all kinds of different things have popped up. Well, all of a sudden, these two jiu-jitsu pages popped up. And um, so I got on these pages. This was a while ago. The Monday morning, I decided, you know what? I'm, I'm going to put a post up. And I'm, I'm going to ask on these two pages, does anybody know of anybody else who's had a heart transplant that does jiu-jitsu? And I'm going to tell you why. One of the issues I have with doing jiu-jitsu is I feel like I'm holding my training partner back. Because I have to tap sometimes because my my heart isn't going. And you know, when you're rolling with somebody who's the same size as me, they're, they're, that's a lot of weight to be to be moving around. And um, now, I mean, I mean, there's technique to it. I don't have much technique. Uh, the, the people that I follow for jujitsu and the the jujitsu that they teach at my academy, of course, is. Um, it's a type of jiu-jitsu that is a far less um, I think it concentrates a lot more on technique than muscle well it does for sure because that's what my professors tell me and and it, they're right because when I'm able to actually stay at jiu-jitsu for a bit and I'm following what I'm being taught then yes it makes life a lot easier unless of course your partner's better than you then then it adds a little bit to it. But even when I'm rolling with, say, somebody who's smaller, like we've got a couple ladies in our group that are, are well, all of them are badass, but, I mean, they're 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 amazing. And they'll still tie you up. I tell you right now, they're not stronger than I am. And I've been choked out by several, um, which is fantastic because it just puts you right back into perspective, man. you got to learn your technique. So... I got a huge response. The, the one thing I find about the jiu-jitsu community is, I, I mean, I haven't had any negative experiences with the jiu-jitsu community. So 
That's what I find. It's very positive. I'm sure that there's people out there that that have had, you know, maybe negative encounters or whatever. But um, as I was going through, I'm answering a lot of comments because, listen, they're great comments. But I think what a lot of people aren't understanding about what my complication is with doing jujitsu is the prednisone doesn't allow me to heal as quickly as in bruises and as in bumps and scars and bangs and everything like that, which is fine. I have no issue with that. And the other is the fact that, of course, my heart doesn't go as fast at the beginning. So it makes it really, really difficult, which of course you need the technique for. But I'm still feeling like I'm holding my partner back from being able to do the, the drills that they want to do because you know, if if I get clogged out of air, I just can't move because I'm out of oxygen or whatever. I, I have to tap. Well, uh, and I'm going to get into that in a bit about what I thought and what was actually true, and and then I'll I'll get into that. So, one of the reasons that I started to take jujitsu was, of course, for self defense. Um, we all know that the you know the world might be coming a bit more crazy. I, I don't want to get into that, but as as a, a heart transplant patient and as somebody who um, you know is is out and about a lot and all that sort of thing, if if something were ever to arise, I wanted to be in a position where I could at least defend um, my family long enough that they could you know that they they could get away or or whatever, or I could defend myself in a situation. Because I have been in a couple, in the areas of situations developing bad timing. Uh, For instance, the day I left the hospital after my transplant, I had just, we went into Walmart. And um, I mean, it could have been any store, but it just happened to be a Walmart. We went in there to get something for me for the transplant thing. I don't remember what it was. Memory's not that good. Anyway... All of a sudden, this fight breaks out in Walmart. And, you know, there's people yelling and screaming and everything else. So I'm standing in the alleyway and I'm watching. And I've been very, very well protected for the last two months. So, you know, my wife tells me, get behind the, the shelving. You know, check to make sure the this, this shelving is stable. Well, that, I mean, there was a lot of reasons why I could not get into that situation. Or be involved or get bumped into or, or anything like that. But... If there was ever an issue where, say, one of my daughters was in trouble or something like that, I want to be able to defend them. So, and I wanted to get in good shape. Um, and I wanted to be challenged. So I started jiu-jitsu. And I went to a, a local academy. Uh, checked the comments. And I went in and introduced myself to the fellow that... Um, was there he's actually agreed to come on the podcast which i'm pretty excited about because this guy he's an awesome guy um i like him i like his attitude i like his personality he's a four strike brown belt and um i'm not going to get into where he's at or why he's at a certain belt or whatever because uh him and i had a very very brief discussion about it um uh, to, to me, it doesn't matter what belt 
anybody is because I, I just think, you know, I've, I've rolled with people that have walked in the first day and, and learned something from them. And, and it just, um, there's, you know, there's guys that I'm rolling with constantly, men and women I'm rolling with constantly. They're just fantastic people. And yeah, sure, some of them are blue belts and purple belts. And when push comes to shove, yeah, they can, they can completely control the role. That doesn't matter to me. Um, but they're fantastic people. So, you know, maybe jujitsu, they're a brown or purple belt. But in their personality and the type of people they are, they're a couple straight master black belts, I guess, so to speak. So that's, you know, and, and I mean, to me, anybody with two stripes is, um, or any stripe, it doesn't matter. I'm looking up to everybody that I'm, I'm able to participate and roll with and train with as um, and having training partners on the mat. So we briefly discussed it and, and he has some goals that he wants to complete which I just think is amazing, uh, you know, because to me he's a black belt because he's awesome. I, I don't know any different. Um, and he want he has these goals and he wants to compete and everything else. And, and uh, he was the guy that I met because it's it's his academy. And that since then the academy has since grown, and I can see why it's grown. It's a there's a great bunch of people in there. Um, so I, I did go and talk to him, but. I don't want to go there yet. When I went in and talked to this gentleman, um, I got the idea, to be quite honest, I got the idea from Rogan. And when I went in and talked to this gentleman and when I went in and, and you know, wanted to begin my jiu-jitsu journey, I was was very straightforward with him. Um, I... I believe that the, the cost that I pay to do jiu-jitsu is excellent. Uh, we can train four or five times a week. And a couple of classes now are like an hour and a half. Uh, and the, the, I think the cost is fantastic, um, you know, per month. Uh, but the problem was, was I was getting hurt a lot. And, or I roll with somebody, I'm sick for two weeks. So ye, on this, at this meeting, we discussed that, but we're not at the meeting yet. I'm going to go back to what I posted. I had such an amazing amount of support. And the two pages that I was, that I was on, were on, um, were on Facebook and, um, they are, I'm going to tell you what they are because they're awesome. Um, they're both, yeah, like I said, they're both jiu-jitsu pages. And um, one is called uh, Chu Jitsu. It's on Facebook. And the other one is called, of course, now I can't find it. I just had it open, but my phone closed. And I opened up the Facebook. Of course, it, it went south. Um I'm trying to remember what the other one is. Shoot. I'm sorry, everybody. I'll keep looking. So when I was on this page, of course, you know, all kinds of support and all sorts of, you know, people with all these different issues, all these different issues. Well, then out of the blue, this fella says, hey, I know a black belt who's had a heart transplant. And I have been looking forever to try and find another jiu-jitsu person 
who's had a heart transplant because of the way that the um, because of my heart rate and the injuries. So how did you guys get through this? Because I've always felt really, really guilty about tapping early, you know, even or not being able to do the warm up, you know, or, or some was it's far too aerobic for me. So I've talked to him briefly and he's basically said he eats a plant based diet, which is great. I can't do a plant place, a plant based diet. I tried. Um, I tried to do a lot of um, say a lot more veggies than meat um, and my system didn't go for it at all like not even remotely I was hungry all the time I didn't feel well I had headaches all the time and everything so I because at one time I had really bad migraines all the time so I I had to start to sort out what I could eat and what I couldn't eat uh, even plain rice sometimes will give me a headache the next day because of the carbs in it so this fella, um, Dote, he's, he eats plant-based as a transplant patient, and he does very, very well. Um, and it's, so there's that. And he, I, I sent him a note, of course, asking him about, you know, how he does it. And he sent, he was very nice. He sent me a note back. Um, and then he... It gave me a whole bunch more information about, you know, tapping and injuries and, and you know, keep your muscle up. And he does cardio outside of jiu-jitsu and all this sort of thing. Because as a black belt, I mean, that's pretty badass to be a black belt with a transplant. Like I thought it was pretty cool being a white belt with a transplant. But it's nowhere near as cool as being a black belt with a transplant. Um, he's a great guy. Uh, and his name is... All small case, Ivan J. Jiu-Jitsu on Instagram. And I'm going to, for any of you transplant patients out there that are thinking, hey, maybe I'll get into jiu-jitsu. All you got to do is is look this fella up and, you know, take a look at all. He's got a bunch of great pictures and he still competes. Um, a very, very, very nice guy. He did a podcast on... Um, I can tell you what the podcast was. I kind of like this guy that did the podcast too. He's kind of funny. The Grapple TV podcast. Episode 54 is the one with uh, Ivan on it. And it was great. You know, it was a great podcast. Guy was very, very informative. I liked listening to him. Um, you know, for, for obvious reasons. Because the fact that he was a, a black belt and he's a transplant patient heart transplant patient that was the specific part was the heart transplant because of the vagus nerve and because of the prednisone so i went down and i talked to my professor at my local club and i'm not going to mention the club yet and i'm not going to mention the jiu-jitsu that i follow yet because um i don't have permission from the uh, the head professor to use their name so I don't want to use their name um, I don't want to uh... oh never mind he's gotten back to me um, so it's it's uh, it's true jitsu okay and I'll put the links on my page 
Um, and it's it's Matt Baker, BJJ, uh, Jiu-Jitsu, and his wife Jill are both black belts, and I I believe they have some um, they have some rugrats, and they're all into jujitsu as well. I think one of the rugrats though is six two, and I've watched um, one of the other rugrats. And she does very, very well in competition. So when I joined the Komodo Academy in Grand Prairie, I mean, it, it was tough at first. I didn't know anything. And one of the things that my professor, my immediate professor, Stefan, said was, in two or three months, you guys will realize that you've actually learned something. And you'll develop and you'll... And he was right. Um, it, it was great. And then they had this weekend where they brought in this professor from another area. And, and he was out of Bakersfield in California. And I was, I was pretty healthy at the time. It was right near the end of hunting season. So I was like, yeah, I, I, I want to do this. And, of course, the cost for that was very inexpensive as well um, to go in and, and see this. Um, boy, he's a black belt. I don't know how many stripes he has. Or, like, he's won uh, Pan Ams and national champion. He's won all sorts of stuff. He's he's really badass. Um, but he's awesome. So, I, when this um, gentleman came down, uh, Mr. Baker and uh, Mrs. Baker, when they when they came down to our academy... They started to discuss this program they had, uh, this jujitsu. And for me, it was a massive eye opener. Now, listen, I don't know what everybody believes in, but I'm going to tell you something right now. I, I truly believe in destiny. I truly believe in being guided. Um, I'm, I'm religious. I have a lot of faith. Faith has gotten me to where I am. You don't have to have any faith. I'm not preaching at anybody. This is not what this podcast is about, but I happen to have faith. And because I feel that way, I, I do kind of feel that faith led me in this direction. And, and I, let me explain why. Just because I it makes me feel good. Uh, maybe it'll make you feel good. If not, just, you know, don't listen for the next second, I guess. When I met Stefan who is my professor at Komodo Academy. Like I said, he, he was an excellent person. And that's the only reason I started. Um, usually I'm a pretty good judge of character. And um, I felt that the character of this gentleman was very, very strong. And I was right. And usually when you have someone with very, very strong character, people that follow that person have very, very strong character. And... Hence, if you ever come to my academy and you do jujitsu, you will find out that all the people at my academy have amazing, strong character. They were, they were vital in this, this journey of mine to do jujitsu. It was me. Anyway, I'll get into that in a bit. So, Mr. Baker and uh, uh, Mrs. Baker both came and did this seminar and then they said oh you know we've got this video so i looked it up 
and it is um, it is on the um, shoot I can't remember where it is now. I'll, I'll try and remember to put the link on. I'll be doing another podcast on this because I'm going to try and go rolling either Thursday or Friday. I just got to pull the stitches out of my face and I'm going to go for a roll and I'll do another one and I'll try and make sure that, that I can post it. Um, so when, when we did this class, he specifically mentioned, I'm trying to teach a jiu-jitsu that works, but a jiu-jitsu that isn't going to destroy you. And... And I, I believe that. Um, again, the reason I didn't continue with the jiu-jitsu was, was personal inside me. Okay, I personally felt that I was a bad training partner. I personally felt that I was not uh, doing jiu-jitsu very well. I felt like I was always injured. And there was one other thing was... Even though I had had a year of jiu-jitsu now, and my academy is very, very easy to get along with, but I felt bad about telling them, hey, listen, I got sick on the mat. I need two weeks off. And, I mean, when you're dealing with a transplant patient, we're, we're up and down like a like a toilet seat. And we run into somebody on the mat who maybe just briefly was by somebody, and, you know, we might get a little sick, might get a flu. Well, I'm not going to go back on the mat if I know that I'm sick because somebody else can get sick for me. So I'm not going to do that. And a healthy person may not even know, you know, that they're, that they're like that. Like even some of my kids sometimes like, Hey, are you sick? Well, yeah, I'm kind of, well, what are you doing so close to me type of thing? Right. And those are my own kids and they're very good. Like I never have any issues with them. So we, I started following uh, Trujitsu and like I said, it's, it's a membership. Um, and you get monthly videos and um, he shows you uh, the jiu-jitsu stuff and there's some rules that we follow and stuff like that. And then, but of course, you need to go into the class with your professor and your training partners to actually learn it. You know, it's, it's it, once you start to learn it in class, then it all makes sense. Well, for me anyway, probably for like upper belts, it probably makes sense then, but for me it doesn't. Uh, which is fine because I want to go into class and learn it anyway. But the character of this man and this this woman were unbelievable. Uh, to meet somebody who is a champion um, and to meet somebody who has accomplished what he has accomplished from the beginning tides of, of jiu-jitsu when, when these men and women were we're learning how to to be, you know, learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu with magazines and from each other and all that. So he was one of these these men. And he that's you know, and now he's a world champion. And I, I mean Stefan, who is my direct professor, he used to teach kids um, he was an RCMP officer, a police officer, which is pretty cool too. Um, but he used to teach kids for nothing, just to be a good person, right? So that I, you know, you get what I'm saying. All these these people, they're all they're all sending you in a certain direction. Anyway, um, I started following videos. I watched the videos because it helps with memory. Because my memory is horrible. So we learned something in class. 
I got a new app on my phone a long time ago. I can write down what we went over in class, but now I have the videos to watch. So my professor is actually teaching stuff that's on the video for that month. Like just the other day, I got, um, I got this month's video. So now I've watched that video a couple times, but I have all the videos from when I joined up, like a year and a half's worth of videos. So I go back and I can look at the different guards and I can look at the different sweeps. And then I can ask my professor, hey, I don't remember how to do the sweep. Oh, here, I'll show you. And then, and then he shows you because he's, he's that good. And I'm like, I'm way heavier than him. It doesn't matter to him. But he's in really good shape though too. So that, that kind of helps because, you know, he can kind of deal with that extra weight. But he's brown belt, almost black. So he's like really good. You know, I mean, he can move around and, and uh, anyway. So this page, uh, these two pages on Facebook, I'll put, I'll try and remember to put all this down in the notes. And um, so then, so I go in and I went in and I talked to my professor. And you know how sometimes when you go in and you talk to somebody, they just want to come back because it makes money, right? Well, that academy has lots of people in it. And you know, it's like when I'm trying to deal with my customers, I'm like, listen, we can add this new widget to your electrical system and it'll cost you $20 billion. But I can put this widget in that's $2,000. That's gonna do just as, just as good. And it saved you a whole bunch of money. You can spend your money on something else. Or I wouldn't, you know, use this type of receptacle at $8 when we can use this type of receptacle at $6 and they're both the same type of thing. That's how he was with me. I'm pretty sure it was Monday. That's how he was with me. And and it, his wife, uh, he just got married. She's a great lady too. She's really, really kind. Of course, you know, it kind of coincides with, with the whole the whole theme here um and one of the other professors to have there her name is deb she she'll work she'll work with you all day that's how patient she is like she's awesome and she'll work with you injured like sometimes she's really banged up and she's still you know she's still working with you so that's really cool too um anyway so i talked to him first off about the warm-up because what I was finding was um, the warm up was really depleting the energy enough that I couldn't do because I was work I was warming up in, in an oxygen depleted manner. Get near the end of the day. So I kinda, you know, I trained at the beginning of the day. But then I started to kind of switch that. Where on jiu-jitsu days, if I was going to go to jiu-jitsu three times a week, I wouldn't train those mornings. I would train the next morning. Like kind of a back-to-back -back train to keep my cardio. And that up, which kind of worked, but didn't really work. But when I talked to this Ivan, uh, he gave me a few, like, I mean, he didn't spell it right out, but I get what he's saying. And... I asked my professor, I said, listen, if those, if those um, training sessions get too rough, like, are you okay with me stepping out? Of course, yes. 
He said, I don't know why he wouldn't have before. Well, I felt bad. I felt bad for not being involved and doing, sharing my share of the work, right? I mean, who wouldn't? I don't know. that. Maybe that's just my mindset, but I, I've never, ever said to anybody, oh, I can't do that or, oh, that's too much or whatever. I always try my my ass off to get the to get the job done and it doesn't matter what it is or you know some days like you other transplant patients some days you're just tired like you're just you're beat up you can't you know you just can't do anything well i try not to use that as an excuse and i asked them about well i was playing with them right i mean i've had People tell me, um, yeah, listen, we're not sure if we're going to be able to get you the LVAD or not. And I've had people tell me, yeah, well, we can't remove the BIVAD because your heart's way too weak. So you're either going to get a heart, you're going to die in the hospital. So I can take a licking. Like if if somebody has some bad news for me, I can take it. Doesn't mean I'd be happy about it, but I can take it. And so I said to my professor, am I a lousy training partner? He said no, which was a shock to me because I really, really thought that I was a lousy training partner. And then he said to me, dude, it's in your head. You know, this is jujitsu. This is the way people learn. This is what happens. There's, you know, there's, there's a guy out there rolling who's had a stroke um, and half of his body doesn't work properly. And there's other, you know, uh, stints and, and all these other things, and all these other issues, uh, like so many issues. Anyway, so I said to him, "Are, are you sure? Because I don't want to come back and hold my training partner back." He said, "No, bro." He said, "I've never ever heard, you know." And and he may have been being nice to me. I, I don't know. Maybe he was hot, but I don't think he's the type to pull punches. Um, he said, nobody's ever said that. There's been people asking where I am, you know, because I, I loved being in there. I felt like a burden on everybody. And feeling like a burden on everybody sucks. I'm just going to say that. Like when I had congestive uh, stage four heart failure, you know, there were times when I was a burden on everybody around me. When I was at Ringette, I was a burden. When I was, you know, and all these people would help me out. You know, that's why when I went to jiu-jitsu, it was so hard for me because I was like, holy shit. I'm bringing all these people down again. I'm relying on all these other people to support me. I'm relying on all these other people to, to pull me up and again. Well, turns out that's the way it works in jiu-jitsu and that's not a bad thing that's why they tap you know old guys like me they tap you listen to um uh joey diaz he's like you know hey joe rogan i've rolled twice i have two rolls maybe three rolls and i go home you know it's late i like to have a couple rolls you know he, he's a big guy he just does two or three and he leaves you know no one bugs Joey Diaz about it, right? He's a cool guy. I get it. Um, you know, like even even Rogan says, "Oh yeah, no, I you know train. I do this." 
and and uh, he's like he's a black belt. Um, Matt Baker, who's who's my the head professor, I guess Jill Baker. You know, you see them doing their jujitsu, and and you see them, you know, doing their stuff, and they're I mean they're obviously they're they're very well trimmed, and they're really good at what they do, um, but you know, 20, 30 years, I guess, into jujitsu. Um, but you still see them, like they still have training partners in the middle of the mat to come out and, and let, you know, mat bend them in all kind of precarious positions and, and, and stuff like that. Cause everybody's helping each other out. I guess I miss that point. It's not like nobody, it's not like anybody didn't spell it out to me. It's not like, it's not like it wasn't, the writing wasn't on the wall. Like one of the guys I roll with a lot, Tyler, for instance, he used to say, man, if you're tired, just tap. You know, if you're tired, we'll just, we'll take it easy. We'll roll light or whatever. You know, and he's, he's badass too. I love rolling with that guy. He's awesome. Dean's another guy. I don't know. There's so many, there's so many awesome people at that academy. It's, it's, it's pathetic how they got all those nice people in one area. So the other issue that I had was, was of course, was the cost because I'm not rich. And um, because I was losing so much time from being some of the things, I got this bump on my shin and it took me three or four weeks for that bump to heal. I got kicked in the shin, like would be big deal, right? Well, the prednisone blew a blood vessel because that's my bad leg from the transplant. I never had ECMO. It just was a bad leg. I don't know what happened there. Maybe, maybe when I went under, maybe it's from when I had my surgery. I don't know. Whatever. I, I don't care. Because I had, I had three, but I had two in one night, open heart surgeries, which was another issue with my chest. So I had somebody land on my chest one day, and I felt like I scared the shit out of me. But I, I'm not that scared about it anymore. Like, um. Ivan here competes, and I know I think he's probably only had one or two open heart surgeries, but still he competes. And when those guys, man, like he's like a black belt, brown belt, purple belt, blue belt, whatever, white belt. When they're competing, I mean they're they're competing hard, right? So. Um, I thought, well, now I'd already signed back up. I actually talked to Ivan after. I think I confused that earlier. You know, and, and then, you know, Steph and I, we talked about, you know, some different life stuff and all that sort of thing. But, you know, it was really, really, really clear. And it was really... Um, really, really supportive, you know, to have that that conversation with Stefan, to have all those all those people, people I never even met, strange I never even met. Um, you know, and, and give me all that information, do it, let us know how you're doing, and all this sort of stuff, because it's I don't know, it just seems like a pretty close tight knit family. So, so I'm hoping either tomorrow. Friday that I will be officially back on the mat doing jiu-jitsu again. I'm so pumped.
I'm hoping that uh, I can get my wife and my daughter to come in um, and, and get some pics, get some video of me doing it. Um, you know, just so you can see, you know, like where I start and where I head and where I go, all that sort of thing. Um, I can't tell you how how happy I am that that, that, that happened. You know, because there'd be times when I wanted to go to jujitsu, but I was tired or whatever else. And now I'm I'm seeing these other people on these on this site, and they're like, you know, oh, I can't, I can't compete with those guys. So I just I just roll light. Nobody cares. I, I think when you get to roll light, I think especially if you're rolling light with one of the other, like with a higher belt, and everybody's higher than I am. Um, if if you're higher, if you're rolling with a higher belt. I think it gives them time to practice. I think it's kind of the impression I'm getting. And of course, when they get to instruct, like I know when I was coaching, when you get to instruct, it teaches you more about what you're actually doing if you've kind of known how to do it before. Well, when you're rolling with a blue belt, they know what you need to know. And, you know, and, and I, I think that that's, you know, that's pretty key. And like, uh, we got this per uh, one of the purple belts and Deb's purple belt too but one of the purple belts uh, he's fantastic he actually he qualified to be firefighter um, he's pretty badass too he's an awesome 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 guy just like Deb but those two they're both purple belts they'll take more than enough time to um, teach help out then they're practicing too. So, I mean, they'll, they'll choke you out in a heartbeat, right? Gently, nicely, of course. You know, all you got to do is tap. So, this morning when I went, you know, for my training, I, I hope nobody's really sick of hearing, you know, I, I talk about the things that, that I do. A lot of the stuff that I do is pretty difficult. I talk about that stuff because... When I see on Facebook, I see a lot of people that come out of transplant and there's some people that, that have a real fire under their butt and they really, really want to go. And there's a lot of cautious people on transplant pages. I'm not knocking them. Man, do whatever it is you got to do. But when I'm doing this podcast and I'm doing these videos and I'm doing these these posts and I'm and I'm doing this stuff, I'm trying to catch the people that when they come out of the hospital, like, all right, I want my life back. I'm gonna go hard. I'm gonna do whatever I can. And I think that they want to see that there's people out there. Like I said, I'm no super athlete, but I I work really hard. And I think that they want to see that. Okay, well, I can work really hard. And there's, I mean, like this guy here, he's, he's, this Ivan, he's way more badass than I am. Um, like he's in wicked shape. He's black belt. You know, he, he rolls hard. I know that there's guys that they're doing marathon. There's power lifters. Um, and there's people that are just starting from the very, very beginning. And my idea is, 
Like, I love doing jiu-jitsu, and I really enjoy it. Especially, like, I think I've actually submitted somebody, like, me, maybe twice. Um, which is pretty cool. But I have broken submissions, or I have gotten to a point where I've had people say, you know, to me, oh, I can't, I can't do nothing else. So we reset, and I was able to have the defense enough to to hold somebody off from say you know um gaining top or side control or whatever and, and you know that's that's pretty cool for me um you know and and my professor said to me and he's right you gotta really get half guard and quarter guard figured out because you can't let people get you flat i don't think anybody i don't think you're supposed to get flat anyway maybe i don't know but um, if, if that's what my professor says, then that's what I'm going to do. And he's right. So when I watch these videos, I'm trying to think of ways, okay, so this person does this and this person does this. I'm trying to, to get that off, that, that, um, that message off to other people, people who are sick, you know, like transplant's not a cure. It's, uh, it's, um, shoot, I can't think of the word. That's another great thing about being a transplant patient is you forget stuff all the time. You get tongue tied. When, you know, like, like says, let's say a person who has cancer comes out of the hospital and they're really, really, really weak and their immune system's down and everything like that. Well, I still go to the gym all the time and I have my, I bring my hand, I put my, my hand sanitizer in my pocket. I bring my own towel from home, a towel that I've washed. And I, I spray the machine before, I spray the machine after. And when I get back from doing that, that workout, I've flushed out all my organs and I feel really good. I feel good for the whole day. I'm nice and relaxed. I'm so mellow, it's not even funny. That's the way I wanna live my life. I don't wanna argue with anybody. I don't want to be a pain in anybody's ass. When when I'm done training, um, that's how I feel when I'm done at jiu-jitsu. And when I'm done training, that's why I missed it so much was because of that feeling. That feeling when I walked out of there, I was like, yeah, I accomplished something today. I come home a few times. I'd be like, man, this guy submitted me or whatever else. But again, that's in my head. I, I have to learn how to fix that. That's not up to anybody else. And... I want I want everybody to see that even I don't know even a fat guy like me with a heart transplant can be active and can feel good yeah I had I had depression I had anxiety um, I had all sorts of crazy stuff I've had cancer on the side of my face I've had needles I've had surgeries I've had everything I've been told I was gonna die or I wasn't gonna get out of the hospital. Um, I've had to throw up blood in the hospital in order to, to, to be able to eat so I could get myself back on the transplant list because I was on so much, uh, um, uh, not warfarin, but the other one, um, the blood thinner. I can see, I can't think of the name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was on so much blood thinner that this, the blood was bleeding out of my nose and going into my stomach. And now I'm, I'm doing jujitsu. Sure, I'm not. I'm not. Ain't good at it. I'm the bottom of the class. I don't care. 
nobody else seems to care either. Some some of the people are just like, oh, I don't know, I just think it's cool. Yeah, I got a transplant, and you're doing you're doing jujitsu. That's awesome, and I, I think that's probably, you know, a way a few of the people think at my academy too. And I don't mind if somebody says, hey, listen, I really want to give it hard today, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pass you up and go. That's fine with me too, you know, because I yeah I, I don't want I like I yes yeah, for sure I don't want to hold anybody up, you know, or hold anybody back. So, but. I want, that's my message. That's what all these podcasts are all about. That's the only reason, you know, that that I want to do these. Because when I've been in the hospital, I've been talking to people. I've had people tell me, you know, be a motivational speaker. Write a book. Do this. Do that. And when I sent that almost a plea for help out on that Facebook to those jiu-jitsu communities, they answered right away. And when I went down to see my professor, he was honest and he answered right away. I just sent um, Professor Matt a thing. Hey, can I mention jujitsu on my podcast? He's like, yeah, of course. You know, and, and I feel bad because I know how busy he is. You know, I'm sorry for bothering you. He's like, no, you, you're not bothering me. So that's my disposition. So maybe doing jujitsu, I can fix that disposition a bit. I don't know that it's a bad disposition. If somebody's mean to me, I don't talk to them anymore. If somebody's mean to my family, I, I don't worry about it anymore. I just don't, I try and get that person out of my life because I've been laying in a hospital bed with all kinds of machines attached to me and I've watched my family walk away and I thought I was never gonna ever gonna see them again because I thought I was gonna die. And when I thought that, that tends to bring you a little closer to your family. So then when people are mean to your family, you, you know, or, or, you know, or, or whatever, you, you're not going to be as, as, uh, um, like I just dismiss it. Okay. Well, you're going to be mean to those people then. That's the same in the street. Don't be mean to that person. Why be mean to that person? Hawking your horn in rage or, or you, you, you cut somebody off who's driving in front of you. What? Because they, they, they made a mistake. I mean, I get it if somebody's about, there's a young fellow who, who, who went to go into my lane and he would have damaged his, his car. I, I have a big truck. I got to pull um, heavy equipment to some of my job sites. So I have a big diesel truck. And he would have pulled into the lane and I would have hit his car. I would have I damaged his car. I wouldn't have hurt him, but I would have damaged his car. It would cause his insurance to go up. So I honked the horn. And he's all apologetic. I just waved at him. It's okay. I just don't want to hurt your car. And when I leave jiu-jitsu, that's how I feel. And jiu-jitsu, when I was doing jiu-jitsu and I was feeling good about myself and I was learning how to, how to defend myself a bit, then I felt like if, if I ran into one of those people that was having a horrible day, that I'd be able to defend myself against. That's what, that's what I want to do because there's a lot of angry people out there. And, but I don't want you to be angry. That's why I want this podcast to get out there. That's why I talk about doing jiu-jitsu. And that's why I talk about going on the rowing machine and, and doing, I don't know, over 5K today and, and 1,400 and something steps on the Stairmaster. And then, you know, having a nice stretch. And I come home with Tyler and Jessica out working. And I've got some, you know, some stuff to do. I do this podcast. I feel really good about my life. 
and I think I'm honoring my donor by trying to live my life this way. I'm not perfect. I make all kinds of mistakes, 100 a day, more, 200, 300 mistakes a day. I've made all sorts of mistakes in my past. But I was given the second chance. And because I was given the second chance, I wanna help people the same way that those doctors and nurses and that family helped me. Because now I get to see my family. I don't have to watch my, my youngest daughter walk out of the room and think, you know what, if I die, she's not gonna remember who her dad is. And that was sad for me. So I understand that you feel bad and I understand that you have stress and I understand that you have anxiety and depression about what you've been through because you've been through a lot, cancer patients and, and all the other patients, people that have, have had crippling diseases I understand like how hard it is and that's why I'm doing this this podcast I'm telling you all these stories and and all the stupid things I do because I'm hoping that if you hear it and there's something that you want to do that you'll go out and do it just like I'm doing jujitsu I had a whole bunch of support I'll support you you text me or you email me or, or Instagram me you send me a message say hey I'm feeling I feel like crap today. What should I do? Well, I don't know. You got a dog? Yeah, go pet your dog. Give your dog a treat or take your dog for a walk. You know, start with that. Oh, I can't. I got a real bad headache today. Okay, well, drink lots of water, but you got to go for a walk anyway. I'll get rid of your headache. That's that's what I want to do. And jiu-jitsu does that for me. And going to the gym does that for me. And kissing my wife does that for me and laughing with my kids and, and all that sort of stuff. And when I'm when I'm training like this and when I'm I'm eating the way that I do, I eat a lot of meat and not a lot of vegetables because that's the way I feel the best. But I think whatever you're eating is great because I'm no judge. The only time I judge anybody is if they, they won't purposely hurt somebody. That I have no tolerance for because life is too it's too special. It's such a miracle. It's such a gift, this life. So I'm ended at that today. And I just, I'm so unbelievably happy. And, and I feel so good, again, about life, about the direction. I want to thank Stefan for that. I want to thank the Facebook pages I was on. Jiu-Jitsu and free Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu moves, I think is what the other one is. Um, and uh, and I want to thank my donor. I want to thank my wife. I want to thank my kids, my two dogs, for all of the great... Um, support and help. And if there's something you want to do, you got to get out there, you got to do it. You've got to try your best to do it. At least that way you'll know. Hey, I tried. I couldn't do it. I tried. And then you feel good, right? You'll feel happy. You won't feel any shame. You'll die happy. 
Um, it's like Kathy. She's out there. She rides a bike for eight minutes. Well, that's that's a champ. Just so she can walk upstairs. That's a champion. She improved her 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 time of riding by a minute. That's awesome. She never would have approved that if she sat on the couch and felt sorry for herself. Right? No. She went out. She hauled butt. She kicked butt. And then boom. Soon she'll be baking. She'll be walking up and down the stairs. Not that lady, man, she's she's been in a battle. Right? So, I don't know. You know, I don't have the answers, but there's so many good people out there. There's so many positive people out there. And if we all stick together and we all do this together, it doesn't matter about politics. It doesn't matter about race. It doesn't matter about sex. It doesn't matter who you want to marry or who you want to be. You know, all we got to do is just relax and chill and I'll do jujitsu. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, just give each other benefit of the doubt. You know? And the next time somebody cuts you off in traffic, put a good song on. Everybody loves to sing. You know? If your AC's broke and the windows are open, doesn't matter. Unless you're in traffic jam. But you never know, though. Because you might be singing... And then somebody else, you know, they'll hear you singing. And then they're whistling. Now their day's a little bit better. It's contagious. Happiness is contagious. I think happiness can be more contagious than, than sadness and negativity. And, you know, if, if you pick the right people to, to be with and, and be around, then, you know what? It's going to work out. It's going to work out better than it was before. Um... And you know you're you're gonna you're gonna feel good about it, right? So I think you know whoever's listening to this and whoever's following me, um, I thank you, and I thank you for taking the time. And if you got any questions, uh, send them over to me. Uh, put them in the comments, whatever, and um, we'll uh, I'll get back to you. Um, I'll put all those links in the in the bottom of my my um, my description in the podcast down there. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanking my donor Nevin. Keep kicking butt, buddy. And uh, I wish you all the best. Have a great day. I'll be checking in with you again soon. And uh, man, I, I I hope I brought a smile to somebody's face today. All right. God bless. See you.